This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. No Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the No Name Never Podcast. I'm your host, George Poole, and tonight's episode will not be your regular listen as we have two incredibly special guests on our show this week. I have no doubt that most of you will know who I mean when I say Huey and Freddie. After all, they are our two local superstars, even giving Jordan North a run for his money, quite literally a run for his money. But for those of you who perhaps don't know our two guests, let me introduce them. Huey and Freddie are best friends, perhaps the greatest set of friends that you are likely to meet. When Huey was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia in September of last year, Freddie came up with a plan, a plan that would see the boys raise over £226,000 for the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. And that number is only going up. So without further ado, let me introduce my two incredibly special guests who we are honoured to have on the podcast this week, Huey Higginson and Freddie Xavi. Boys, it's a pleasure to meet you. How are you doing? Um, we're good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, brilliant. If you could see on my video, I've got a Benny and Hot by my side. So all is well in the world. I just need to let it cool down a bit first because it's a bit hot. But I think you'll see me supping on it throughout the interview if that's okay. <laughs> How's, how, how are things doing? You know, it's cold, the snow's settling in at times, but Christmas is just around the corner. I know, yeah, it's really exciting. The other week, uh, it was snowing where we were and we were... We were having a snowball fight, wasn't we? Yeah, so I came round. I think it was after training, maybe. Um, yeah, so I came round to three and uh, played in the snow. Who won? Who won the snowball fight? Uh, well, it, it was us two against my sister, and we won. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Can't can't let her win, especially when it's two against one. That would have been that would have been yeah. slightly embarrassing. Are you both big fans of Christmas, the winter, snuggling down for a film? Or are you more the summer kind of guys who wait for the return of t-shirt weather? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Christmas is the best time of the year. Hopefully, it'll be a bit more normal again this year, and uh, everyone can get together. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, a bit, bit of a bit of a normal Christmas this year again. Yeah. yeah, it'll definitely be nice. And for for the listeners who can't see the video, 
I've got to inform you that both Freddie and Huey are wearing some brilliant Burnley shirts. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put a clip out on social media, and you'll be able to see. I think we've all we've all three got some uh, nice shirts on. So yeah. me, me and Freddie have gone with the old school badge. Which badge do you prefer, boys? Um. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I think like, the new one. I, I can't like the old one. There we are. So it's, it's up to me to put the deciding vote. I, I prefer the I prefer the old one, though it's funny because Hughes is actually older. That's from 1960. So anyway, the things you know. But before <laughs> we talk about the fundraising and your amazing achievements, I'd love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Now, you're both big Burnley fans, as we have made very clear already. But Freddie, you're from Worley and Huey, you're based in Hyam, if I'm right. So how did the pair of you become such good friends? Uh, well, we're family friends. Yeah, so Freddie's granddad uh, has been friends with my dad for, for years. And uh, so we've known each other basically forever. And we used to play football against each other. So we've just been, we've just been friends all our life, really. Brilliant, and that's only getting closer. But away from football and running, I hear you're both into your cricket. Yeah, so I play on the same cricket team, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, you play at Wally, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I live in Barrow, so I'm not too far away from Wally. All right. And um, I don't, I don't presume you got got to watch any of the Ashes last night. I hope you didn't. It wasn't very good. <laughs> No, I don't watch it. No, I don't. Don't worry, you're not missing out. They're rubbish. They really are. Uh, so, Huey, in December last year, Burnley's Basics Junior Theatre School put on a surprise concert for you in aid of the fundraising. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple of brilliant photos on Twitter of you performing for the school when you were younger. Not only that, I remember seeing you throwing some moves for Granada Report's rendition of Merry Christmas Everyone last year. So how was the live concert and is performing clearly a real passion of yours? Um, yeah, I just, I, I just love singing and dancing. So all uh, my, uh, my dad's a drummer and my sister, she, she's released her own song and she does dancing as well. Um, and my brother is at university studying music. So we're, we're a musical family and I, I just really enjoy doing it. Um, and I, I just, I, I just love like dancing and stuff. Brilliant. No, I love a good singing in the shower, but I, I, I unfortunately can't play any instruments. It's something I've got to learn. But Freddie, do you? I, I feel like I've seen a video of you playing drums before. Uh, yeah. So I do a little bit of uh, drumming. In your, in your spare time, yeah. When, when, when your parents are around, just to annoy them. I remember when I was a kid, I got a, I got a drum set off my uncle for Christmas. And within two days of bashing it, my dad had already put it in the garage. So uh, you'll, have to, you'll have to be careful that uh, no one takes that drum set off you. I, I'm still bitter to this day. Luckily, it's an electric one, so... That is, that is a very clever present from your parents. A very clever <laughs> present. Uh, before we move on, any favourite bands? Any of Who, who are you into listening to? Um, well, I like... It's, it's two very, very different artists, but... Um, well, a band and an artist. So I, I love KSI and the Beatles. Oh. Lancashire Hot Pots and, and the Lancashire Hot Pots. Oh, the Lancashire Hot Pots are brilliant. I've, like, I've seen them live about 10 times. Oh, they're good, aren't they? Brilliant. I've not, seen them, I've not seen them live, but I listen to. Well, that's one to tick off the bucket list. I know you've 
We'll talk about KSI later, but I think it's even better seeing the Lancashire hot pots. <laughs> Freddie, have you got any uh, favourites? I like listening to music. I don't really have like favourites. I do like KSI though. Yeah, you've got to now, haven't you? You've got to. <laughs> uh, but so we'll move on. We'll move on, and uh, we'll say. So, Huey, obviously, all of our lives were turned upside down in March last year with the onset of COVID, but your life did get that bit tougher during the first lockdown. Can you tell us about when you first started to become poorly and what was that like to cope with as, as a young kid? Yeah, so as you said, um, it was in September and uh, it was just it was just a really like a massive shock because I had aches and pains since probably about June, July and we, we were back and forth to our to the hospital and I had blood tests. And normally you'd be able to diagnose uh, yourself a blood test, but um, mum was hard to find and you couldn't, couldn't get it in a blood test. So I was admitted, I was admitted to Blackburn. Uh, I was there for a week and then uh, I was admitted to um, Manchester. I was there for a week, then I got diagnosed. Um, and it was just, it was a massive shock because we never expected it to be what they said it was and um yeah so I was at, I was in Manchester for four weeks then I eventually came home yeah certainly but f- thank you for telling us because I, I know I know from your dad's Twitter that obviously it was hard to see GPs even during lockdown and you just mm-hmm. talking about your symptoms there will help anybody who's listening to our podcast because it just spreads awareness of the things to look out for and yeah it must have taken a lot of time to get your your head around it Freddie yeah. when did you first find out and what was going through your head? Because I presume you won't have been able to meet up with Huey in person at the time. Yeah, so it was uh, two, three weeks maybe uh, after I was diagnosed. So I thought that it would be um, a good thing to do some fundraising from uh, even just like a little bit of money to go towards what um, was happening for him. So... Um, I tried my challenge and obviously we've raised a lot of money together and yes, yeah, so um, I was only hoping to raise £1,000. I didn't even know if I was going to hit that, uh, but then yeah, we've raised a lot more than that. Yeah, it's going well so far, isn't it? Just a little bit more than £1,000. Uh, the well. fundraising for the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital uh, and in particular for the staff on Ward 84. Uh, Huey, can you tell us a bit more about the amazing work all the staff have done for you and what they continue to do for children on Ward 84? Um, yeah, the ward is it's really, really incredible. And all the staff, all the nurses, all the doctors, they're, they're really, really busy because um, obviously there's uh, a lot of other children and it's not, it's not nice to see that there's so many people um, on the ward, but the, the nurses and the doctors and all, and all the staff, they try and make it the best for every family and they try and make it the best as they can. Yeah, certainly. A big shout out to the staff of Ward 84. And although it can be hard at some times, I, I hear you put a smile on their faces, Huey, because don't you have a nickname at the hospital and you have an impression to go with this nickname? I've read some things. Um, yeah, so uh, I have um, a Donald Duck voice. I can just about do it too, Freddie, but not everything. Yeah, Freddie, um, Freddie can do it 
uh, as well. Um, but I, I picked up the nickname at hospital and uh, yeah, it's just stuck. Brilliant, Donald. Can we hear a rendition? Yeah, yeah, what do you want me to say? Come on, Mary. That's brilliant. <laughs> I think when you were on the tannoy with Jordan North a few months back, that's what you should have uh, whipped out. <laughs> yeah. That is brilliant. So we've got an interview with Freddie and Huey slash Donald. I love to I love to hear that. Now at the start of the podcast, we mentioned obviously the incredible amount of money that you've raised so far with the running challenge, which we're going to go on to. But that wasn't the beginning of your fundraising, was it, Huey? I believe at the start of November last year, your classmates, friends, and family took part in a charity walk to raise money as well. Is that is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so annually the uh the hospital holds a uh, Humphreys Lantern Walk, which Humphreys the mascot for a hospital, and it's where it's it's normally done around Heaton Park in Manchester. But last year, because of COVID, everybody had to do it in the local areas. Um, so my classmates, my family, my friends, they all did the walk, and unfortunately, I was admitted to hospital um, with a temperature. When we did it, so I didn't manage to. Uh, I was hoping to do a little bit of the walk, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. Yeah, well, even in your Amsterdam site, I read raised over eighteen thousand pounds. So as well as the obviously the incredible amount of money we mentioned earlier, that's another eighteen thousand that went to the uh, Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. And Freddie, I presume that did that spark the bug for the uh, the fundraising? Is is that where the idea sort of started to stem from, or was that earlier? Uh, so it was around about a similar time, but um, obviously I started mine later on than them, I think. Um, but yeah, so they all did a really good job. And um, yeah, so it kind of like just gave me an idea to do something. Um, yeah, so that's where I kind of got it from a little bit. Brilliant. And we've not actually told the listeners yet who don't know. So what was your challenge, sum it up for me, Freddie, because it is remarkable. So I ran 2K a day for 50 days. My final run was on uh, Christmas Day morning. I ran through a lot of different like types of weather. Um, there was one night I came back from an away game and then it was I got back around about 9 o'clock and um, it was like really rainy and cold but uh, I still got through it and it was in the day done closer to the Christmas day finishing mark. Yeah it's amazing 100 kilometres in, in 50 days it's bonkers I, I, I couldn't even picture doing that myself but tell me Huey do, do you remember when Freddie first told you about this bonkers plan? Um, yeah so uh, my dad told me and I was I was like what? And yeah, it was. I was just shocked that someone would do that for me, and I was. Uh, when I could, I was by his side watching him do the runs. Obviously, I couldn't do it with him, but uh, I tried to watch as many as I could. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And Freddie, I believe the running. You mentioned your granddad earlier, but does that's that comes from your granddad Andrew, and he regularly does the Cliffhill Park run with you. Is that right? Um, well, he's done a few with me, and um, sometimes there's the adult park ones, but he's done 
well to uh, London marathons. I think he's done like every one for about 40 years, maybe something like that. And he's done like all the Olympic cities. That's just incredible. And marathon in every Olympic city. I remember when I was growing up and my dad used to say to me, oh, George, I've, I've, I've done seven marathons. And I was like, oh, OK, that's impressive. But I'm, I, I can go back to him now and say, sorry, Dad, I don't have to be impressed anymore because Andrew has done a, a marathon in every Olympic city. So thank you very much for that. That'll get me off the hook. <laughs> so, Freddie, obviously I was doing my research last night and I've put together a list here. And if I'm right, over the course of your 50-day challenge, you were joined on runs by your friends Alex, Alfie, Charlie and Joe. And Joe tried to run two kilometres each day to show his support. Yeah. Nana and Auntie's dogs. Your uncle yeah. Sean and Mark. Mark's cousin Sally. Sally's boyfriend David. Huey's big brother Billy. Your granddad and your grandma. Huey's dad Kieran. Local journalist Dan Black. Mr Todd and Mrs Parker from school. And Mr, yeah. Todd, Mr. Todd took a pie to his face for his troubles. Family friends Kitty and Arthur. Professional players from Accrington Stanley, and of course, last but not least, Jimmy Dunn and Ashley Barnes. And now I can breathe. I've managed to get that list completely out. Yeah. So, how much did the support along the way help to get all your runs completed? Because I imagine yeah. a bit is just what you needed. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, rather than just doing it on my own, I had people supporting me doing it as well. And like you said, Joe um, did it quite a lot of the challenge as well. I think after Christmas, he carried on as well to finish it for him as well. Um, yeah, so like every day he was sending me uh, like a picture of where he'd run and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was just really good support. Yeah, it was like yeah. he was catching up to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the big runs that we did, so we did runs at uh, Turf Mall and uh, Accrington Stanley at the Wadham Stadium. Um, and they were covered by Sky Sports and BBC Breakfast and that, and um, that reports as well. Yeah, and going out of reports and that got the awareness out there that um that we were doing this and yeah, that really boosted from reason. Yeah, definitely. And I, I can imagine that's where Granada Reports picked up the idea to have Huey uh, singing and dancing and Merry Christmas, everyone. That was brilliant. Though I can't imagine there was a better moment than when Huey, you crossed the line alongside Freddie on Christmas Day last year, marking the 100th kilometre run since the 6th of November. How good did that feel to be together on that final day? Yeah, it was really good to be, to be able to do the last, the last couple of metres with him. And, uh, yeah. My, my legs were a bit achy, but um, but I was just so glad that I, that I was able to finish it. And I actually had chemo the day before, um, so uh, I, was, I wasn't feeling the greatest. Uh, but I managed to do it, and I was uh, that, I think that boosted, boosted the fundraising as well, that I was able to finish it off. And that was definitely the best bit for me as well, because we didn't know if so we'll be able to do it uh, the final run that um, we managed to be able to do together but because um, like you said he had chemo the day before and we're um, saying like because it was really early that we had to get up if he was like feeling all right to be able to get up in time or if he had to go into hospital or something so we're like really depending on how he was feeling and Thankfully, it's feeling all right, so we can do it together. 
Yeah, he certainly looked all right when he crossed the line with that big smile. Uh, yeah, that was brilliant. Um, because obviously, Huey, throughout all the, the running, at, at the start from the start of September, you were undergoing intensive treatment for, uh, in your chemotherapy. And thanks for that, the intensive phase is finished now, am I right? Uh, yeah, so um, I finished. I finished the, the really intensive stuff in May, but I've still, I still have to have all the chemotherapy every night, um, and it'll be like that for about two and a half years. Yeah, looked after the, by the brilliant staff at Ward Eighty Four. But Huey, you're giving Freddie a run for his money for with a quiff nap these days, so it's looking <laughs> looking smashing. Freddie, Freddie, though, you set off to raise a thousand pounds, as we said earlier. And after 12 days, you'd already raised over 4,000. So at what point did you realise that this challenge was snowballing very quickly into something that no one could have imagined at the start? I realised in about a couple of days, it was like crazy that we'd already hit that much and we'd hit my goal within uh, two, three days. Yeah, I think it was five days where we, um, where we hit 1,000. Yeah, and so yeah. it was like... Even like when I'd hit um, half my goal, I was like so happy. And then when we hit it, I like uh, was speechless. And then um, obviously it's carried on. And again, um, I was at the end of my challenge and I was like that overwhelmed that I ended up being sick like five seconds after live on BBC Breakfast. So It's a good job you waited then. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, what I, what I and obviously so many other people found particularly like impressive throughout the whole challenge was just the friendship uh, that seemed to even blossom between you guys as, as the challenge went on. Now, when I was uh, looking last night and you both made your BBC Breakfast debuts, like you were saying on, I think it was day 17 of the challenge. And what I found just incredible was that on that day on your Just Giving page, Freddie, you didn't speak about yourself and I've just been on BBC Breakfast, but you wrote... I thought Huey absolutely smashed it. And I just think that's so special that you were talking about Huey rather than, you know, obviously I've made my debut on, on BBC Breakfast. But how important was it to you both that you were doing this challenge together, that whilst Freddie was out running his kilometres, Huey was battling through his treatments and still, still always had a cheeky smile on his face uh, every time that you spoke to the TV crews or just spoke to anybody in the hospital. It, it was really a collective effort. Yeah, so uh, it was good because, like, we'd done it together um, rather than just on my own. So, uh, like, the fundraising, it isn't me that's done it, it's us together because, like, on all the TV and all the stuff that we've done, Huey's uh, really helped us. He's very chatty. <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's, he's the star sometimes. You can, tell, you can tell he's been in theatre, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you, like you were saying there, you guys both appeared on BBC Breakfast and there was one time when you were on ITV this morning on, on the same day. And this is one of the bits I'm most jealous of is when you got to meet Ashley Barnes, Jimmy Dunn and Jay Rodriguez. And uh, Freddie, you ran your two kilometres. Uh, and Huey, did yeah. you manage to speak to the boys over a Zoom call as well? Um, yeah, so I was in hospital that day having some uh, treatment and uh, yeah, we managed to manage to do a uh, FaceTime call with them and speak to them. And I've actually kept in touch with Jimmy Dunn. Um, even though he's gone to QPR now, I still keep in touch with him. 
Yeah. We both, we both did. Amazing. Yeah, you seem like a really nice lad. And uh, we won't spoil the surprise of, uh, we'll mention your, your new challenge later on, but I suspect you'll be meeting Jimmy again at uh, QPR before too long. And now, Freddie, I'm, I'm a cyclist. I, I, I'm not a runner. So last year, I did this five-mile run to raise money for the Darien House Children's Hospice. But I didn't run again after that for, for, for another year. So I've got a wedding coming up at the end of December. So I need to lose weight and fit into my, uh, my wedding suit, which isn't an easy task. So last weekend, I went on a run. and It was cold, dark, miserable. And I've not, done enough, I've not run again since. I, I keep putting it off, really. So what stuck in my mind about your challenge was you just kept going no matter what. And I've scrolled through that Just Giving page and I've seen very cold photos of Freddie with bright, rosy cheeks. So tell me, how did it feel to run in the cold, wet, dark, miserable conditions? And how did you find the motivation to just keep going? Because I've not gone back to my running yet. Yeah, so like when it was really cold and wet, um, I didn't uh, feel like giving up um, once in the whole challenge because I knew I was uh, doing it for Huey and I wanted to get the challenge done and um yeah just do it for a yeah brilliant and of course it wasn't just the conditions that you had to face it was your day-to-day life as a schoolboy. but not only that you're an academy footballer with Atkinson Stanley I remember reading that you'd been running after football matches uh, yeah. after school and even before your training sessions which can last up to two hours so you must yeah. have slept well for a couple of months like you said um, that you hadn't put running for a bit after my challenge, I hadn't either. Um, just um, catching up on a bit of rest. And, um, yeah, but I've done uh, quite a few runs since as well now. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just good. Yeah, yeah, I bet it must have been such a, such a buzz at times, but also very tiring. Huey, when you saw pictures of Freddie, looking all cold and um, what must he been thinking? What's this fool doing? I mean, it's brilliant, but what's he doing to himself? <laughs> um, yeah, we looked at the pictures every night um, when Freddie done his running out. We were, we were sat inside and with fire on and nice blankets. And we, were, we were like thinking, thinking of Freddie and we were feeling a bit bad um, because he's outside in the cold running. And we're nice, nice and warm inside with a cup of hot chocolate. Yeah, not a Benny and a hot quiet yet. I don't think they'll allow, no, not, not I don't just... think they'll allow that in hospital just yet. You might have to raise a few more, few more quid to do that. <laughs> but but no, don't don't play yourself down because it obviously just your brilliant attitude throughout all of the treatment obviously inspired Freddie. Now I've got a passage here actually from um this is so this is day 33, Freddie, and you wrote and you I think this is the one you were you were mentioning before. Cold, dark and late run tonight. I've had a game away at Wigan straight after school. So I got my two kilometres done as soon as I got home. I'm tired out, but I still have a smile on my face, just like Huey always does. No way am I missing a day. I just thought that's brilliant. So, Freddie, how much does Huey's resilience inspire you? It it must have done throughout the runs. Oh, yeah. Every day, uh, I'm always checking on all the messages people send uh, with their donations and um, I knew that your Desi always always had a smile on his face so yeah that was just really really good 
Yeah, an awful amazing cause. How how cool was it to have the the final run broadcast live on on, on TV? Did you, did you did you open your presence before or after the run? Uh, only one. Um, I got a bike and Tui has <laughs> his iconic uh, quote. So we got asked uh, if we'd opened any presents, and we both just said one. So <laughs> yeah, uh, go on, say what you said. So. During, during my treatment, I, I love cooking and it, um, I got an onion slicer and uh, I said live on Sky Sports Breakfast, um, I got an onion slicer. Live on, live on Sky, Sky Sports Breakfast on Christmas Day morning. Um, they must have thought, the first I opened was an onion slicer. That's that's amazing. They must have been thinking these parents. They, they really not treat really not treated Huey well after all he's been through. But no, if you if you love cooking, then that's not a it's not a bad present to have, is it? But maybe not. It's not first present quality worthy. Yeah. You must have picked I, the I, wrong one from the pile. Yeah, I also got a bike as well, so it, it yeah. wasn't all bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a there's a, an inference there that you should be uh, getting cycling more. It's easier than running. Though, Freddie, I'd have been asking for a new pair of running shoes. That's got to be on the list for this year. No, uh, they still somehow fit me, uh, my running shoes. I think I did get a, maybe a couple of sizes too big, but, um, yeah. I've not actually asked for a new pair of running shoes, but my birthday's in January, so maybe that's something that's then. Yeah, you've got to keep, you've got to get something expensive in your pocket to then raise out when January comes. You know, they've got their new pair of running shoes that all the athletes are using, which have this like bounce technology. If you do that, you'll be running 200 kilometres next time. It'll be much easier. But two kilometres a day for 50 days, a mammoth task, that's for sure. But Freddie, how long did you leave it after Christmas to run again? I'd have left it uh, many months. Uh, well, I think it was like a couple of days uh, after we did a 2K with the Barry Kilby um, and Foundation. Yeah, Barry Kilby Prospect Cancer yeah. Foundation. And um, they all cycled on their bikes around Townley Hall, Townley Park even. And uh, I ran in front of them all um, just running. And they were all following me on my bike. Yeah, so they bike. did. Um, they did. Uh, they did a lap around Townley Park, but they done. Uh, they done a huge lap of our local area. And the funny, um, a funny thing. I've just seen you've had another swimming in Benny and Up. Um, actually, at our local pub, uh, when they were going past, when they were going past there, we actually um, made uh, loads of Benny and Ops and one Vinto. And we gave them to all the cyclists as they, as they were coming past, so they could have they could have a, a drink whilst they were coming past on the bikes. That's brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. Except Huey exposing me for drinking whilst on the podcast. I can't believe <laughs> it. I don't know if we're going to have Huey back again. Freddie, you're welcome, but Huey's exposing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome back, listeners, to part two of our very special interview with local legends and probably national treasure by now. Huey and Freddie. So guys, £226,000 and counting, and you can add another 18000 on for the uh, the walk in November. Tell us, I know you've been very involved with where this money 
is going to go with the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital and how it's going to help improve the lives of everyone on Ward 84. So can you tell us some of the amazing things your fundraising has achieved so far? Um, yeah, so it's not it's not just uh, like Ward 84. Obviously, we, we want to do some some special things for the ward, but um, we are buying a, a very special machine for the whole hospital, yeah, especially for a &E. Um It's called a, a Belmont uh, infuser, which is for blood transfusions. And it heats blood up, so you can infuse uh, infuse blood quite quickly. Um, because uh, I've had a couple of blood transfusions, and it takes four hours because uh, it has to be um, has to be uh, injected cold, and then uh, warm up to body temperature. But this machine warms it up, uh, so it's ready to pump in really quickly. Uh, and the, the really unfortunate events that happened uh, the other year at the MEN Arena um, with Ariana Grande, um, that, that machine could have helped save, save some of the children's lives that night. And uh, we, just, we just want to make sure that we can, we can, help, uh, we can help with something like that. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that machine does sound like a... A work of art, to be honest, and it, like like you say, it will make such a difference to people coming in off 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 the streets on real like emergencies has to be has to be treated on you know as soon as possible. But it's not just the uh, the infuse that you've got, is it? You've got slush puppies, fresh fruit. Tell us, it sounds yeah. sounds amazing. I, I want a delivery at my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've got loads of stuff. So there's actually a fresh fruit machine, in, uh, a fresh fruit machine, a fresh fruit store. Uh, in the hospital, um, and uh, we that we um, we buy we buy weekly we buy weekly fruit pots, and uh, we send them all the water from. Um, and, and no, it's, it's just it's just uh, eight um, one eight to four day case, and it's a, it's actually changed now to one eight six, so um, it's actually it's moved, and um, but it's it's. It's always going to be known as Ward 84. Yeah, I was, I was scrambling to change my notes then. I was thinking, oh, I can't call it Ward 84 again, but no, Ward 84, then that's how it'll stay in our minds. So obviously so you've got the fresh fruit, you've got your slush puppies, and the slush puppies, the, when, I, when I read you, you after slush puppies, I was thinking, okay, that's brilliant. You know, like every kid loves a slush puppy, but there's actually a really good reason for, for the slushies, isn't there, Huey? Um, yeah, so one of the side effects, of the chemotherapies. I've, I've been really lucky. I've only had it um, once or twice, but uh, um, some kids have it every every time they have this medicine and uh, it, it's, it does hurt. So the times that I've had it, I just really wanted something cold. And uh, you have to, um, the parents have to buy ice pots and we just wanted to, like, we just wanted to get something that was cold and frozen onto the ward, so um, the parents didn't have to go to the hospital buying something. They could, they could just have it right there and then. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. How ingenious! You got you got a sore throat, sore jaw after the chemo, and you just get a slush puppy. What's your favourite flavour so far? Then you must have a favourite. 
I like so we have the blue raspberry flavour and the cherry flavour. I, I like the cherry. Yeah, I'm cherry as so. well. I think I tend to agree. I, I yeah, I'd get the cherry one over the, uh, the the raspberry one in my eyes. So we've actually, we've actually got one here. Look, this is the this is the uh, this is the raspberry. Brilliant. Can you send it down to Bath? Because uh, I'm down in Bath, so I, I'm expecting that in the post. I'll keep an eye out for it, yeah? <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Uh, I, I will keep an eye. First class, though, yeah? Let's, we, we won't be messing around. So let's move on to the aftermath of, of the, the, the massive challenge and the incredibly well-deserved awards that have followed. So, listeners, let me just tell you, since finishing the challenge on Christmas Day, Huey and Freddie, and there's another list here. I, I really am liking my list tonight. Huey and Freddie have won the Young Fundraisers of the Year Award at the Pride of Manchester Awards, the first ever Chairman's Community Champions Award at Burnley's Player of the Year, uh, the Ben Ashworth Award for Fundraising at the BBC Make a Difference Awards, and of course, the Young Fundraisers of the Year Award at the Pride of Britain Awards. Now, we're going to talk about their rubbing shoulders with the celebrities over the past few months, but boys, first of all, I'd like to know how it felt when you were first nominated for an award. I presume it was the Pride of Manchester, was it? That's the first one you were nominated for. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, so uh, it's actually, we were, we were nominated for the Pride of Britain, uh, but we're, we're classed as uh, Manchester, so we automatically get um, put into uh, the Pride of Manchester, um, Pride of Manchester um, nominations and... Yeah, we won, we won that and we were, we were shocked. And then there were just loads more awards that, uh, that then came along. Yeah, because the uh, the Manchester ones came as a shock because I'm right in thinking that's the one where you had a dodgy Wi-Fi connection with Dan Walker, but then all of a sudden he comes out from behind the screen with balloons and a video message from KSI. That must have made I, quite a surprise. Yeah, not yeah. only that... Um, it was Huey's birthday, yeah. so there was a birthday cake for Huey yeah. as well. Yeah, it was. Did it, it taste that, good? That was a great. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It was carrot cake, my favorite. Uh, my favorite flavor. We've actually, we've actually got the. We've, we've got all the awards. It was apart from the Burnley awards, unfortunately, because we've not, we've not actually, we've not actually received that yet. So this is the Pride of Manchester. Amazing. This is mine. Freddie's got his. Amazing. So it says, uh, Young Fundraisers of the Year, Hugh Higginson, and then it says Freddie Javi on the other one. And then that's that's the back of it. So it's really, really cool. Really cool trophy. Um, yeah, so we received that on my birthday. And uh, yeah, so that's... That's one of them. We've got, we've got, the, we've got the, the other two here. Come on, show us. We'll get it on the screen. Come on, you've got to show off. Oh, Let's see the silverware. That's what we're all here for. We'll, we'll do the we'll do the, um, we'll do the Make a Difference Award first. This, so, this one's shared between us. Yeah, so this one's, this one's shared between us. It's at my house at the minute. Yeah, you do a few months at one, hand, uh, one house, a few months yeah. at the other, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that says Freddie, Freddie Javi and Hugh Higginson, winners, uh, winners of the Ben Ashworth uh, fundraising 2021. So yeah, that's that's a really cool trophy as well. And then the big one. Will it fit on the screen? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, it should, it should do. 
Pride of Britain. Amazing. Yeah, that is shiny. I uh, hope someone keeps polishing these for you. You should have staff. <laughs> yeah, we, we, give them, we give them a good wipe down. Good idea. I'll get my mum on that. Yeah, <laughs> good. I, th- I think that's only fair, really, isn't it? You've yeah. won the award. Someone needs to polish them, polish them for you. And I think if you get any more, we're going to have to do an open, open-top bus parade through Burnley. I know, uh, yeah. Never mind the 2016 one. This is going to be even bigger. <laughs> but yeah. it, when you were talking then about Dan Walker, you got the video message from KSI, but it wasn't the last time you'd see KSI, was it? No, yeah, we, we saw we met him at the Pride of Britain Awards as well, didn't we? Yeah. He, he, he surprised us with, with this trophy and, uh, well, what a night that was. Yeah, uh, must, whose idea was it to, to, to sing? Whose idea was it? Because you sounded good there, Hugh. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, my idea. Because uh, I, obviously, I love singing and KSI is one of my favourite artists. So I thought I'd do a bit of my favourite song. Even though I know I didn't want to sing because I don't want anyone to um, hear that I messed up his song. <laughs> yeah, I keep my singing to the shower for the exact same reason. I keep it to the shower so my housemates can hear it and they complain, but no one else can hear it. I think I'll keep it that way. Though, to be fair, if I do win an award, I don't know if I'll be able to contain it. But before we do talk about the Pride of Britain Awards, which were obviously incredible and stole the nation's hearts, at the BBC Make a Difference Awards, you met the Speaker of the House, Lindsay Hoyle. And if I'm right, you've since been given a tour of the House of Commons. So how, how was that for an experience? That was cool. That was that very was crazy, cool. yeah. Yeah, so we met... We met, uh, we met uh, we met Lindsay at the, at the Make a Difference Awards and uh, it was great seeing him. He's, he's a really nice guy and uh, it was really great to speak to him. And yeah, he invited us. He said, when, we, when we're down in London, we can, we can come and see you. Right? Um, we can come and have a tour with the House of Commons. So it, it was really cool. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. And I think given, you know, the recent news reports, I think you guys could do a, a better job than those currently running the ship, eh? Just, just no illegal parties. No illegal parties, and I think you'll, you, two will, you two will do okay in the House of Commons. So, the Pride of Britain Awards. An amazing evening. It was incredible to watch it on the TV, and one which saw you win the Young Fundraisers of the Year Awards. But I do believe you were more than awards winners that night because you were also guest hosting a bit and doing some interviews for BBC Breakfast and you were interviewing some big celebrities on the red carpet, weren't you? Um, yeah, so we, um, we interviewed a couple from uh, Love Island and we also interviewed Sharon Stone, which is, uh, which is big. We, we didn't really know who she was. Yeah, I, I, when I saw that, I, didn't, I was thinking to myself, I'm not too sure if they, they'll know who she is, but she is massive, so good on them. Yeah, my mum and dad uh, told me after, you know, she is, like, really, really massive. Um, yeah, and we, we, also, we also interviewed Max and Harvey, um, which, which are patrons, um, patrons of the hospital. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've done, uh, we've done some things with them. Uh, we've done uh, an Instagram Live with them and... Uh, it was great to meet them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, see, this is the funny crossover of generations because I knew Sharon Stone, so I'm on your parents' side of that one, but I don't, I didn't know who Max and Harvey are, so tell us, because oh, Max and Harvey are big social media guys, right? But that's completely gone over my head. Um, yeah, so Max and Harvey are, are, are 
Um, yeah, so they have uh, they, they're quite big on YouTube and they also have uh, a couple of songs and they also have a TV show on CBBC. Yeah, yeah, so they, they are they are really big um, and uh, it's, it's, it was really good to meet them. Yeah, amazing. And to interview them as well and do all that jazz, it's incredible. So less Tracy Beaker and more Max and Harvey these days. That's what I'm, that's what I'm learning about CBBC. But I think, I think Anton Deck have got to watch themselves because you two are quite the pair. And talking about Anton Deck, obviously, you got to meet them, right? Yeah, uh, yeah so they, um, a couple of weeks before we went to uh, the Pride of Britain Awards, um, we were surprised by Anton Deck. They told us that we'd won. Uh, so we went to the I'm Celebrity Jungle Challenge in, Man- in Manchester. Um, and uh, yeah, those prizes there, and it was we're, all we were told yeah. is that we were doing some filming for the hospital, and then we were surprised by Anton Beck. Yeah, they were. We we were sat down, and they were behind us, and they were throwing spiders, but well, not real ones. Not real, like not real ones. But uh, you get your your house with for Halloween. And <laughs> um, yeah, but it was they were they were behind us, and I were, I were looking for them, and we, we couldn't find them. Could we? We we didn't know they were there and but uh yeah then they surprised us and it did, when they pushed the cardboard cut out over I thought it had just fallen over and we'd have to start again but then yeah. it over and then the cardboard cut out wasn't there but the real answer deck were yeah meanwhile you're thinking about cutting the scene and starting again yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah, that's- it's not the first time you've been surprised though is it because you got to meet it was in Jordan North as well that you got to, you got conned into thinking you're in a boring meeting and then all of a sudden Jordan North comes on the screen. Yeah, it was, that was just mind blowing. We, we went on that, uh, we went on that Zoom call just thinking we were, we were just doing some, like, we were. I think it was the BBC breakfast, uh, the producer was saying uh, that. His boss uh, wanted to talk to us, saying how well it were, and then it was Jordan Moore. And I, yeah, it was crazy. He seems like a lovely guy. We've had him on the podcast. Uh, he seems like he has all the time in the world for you guys, even rating your picky tees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that that was actually on my birthday when we when we had that picky tee. It was we made sure we had all the selection. It, uh, he gave us a nine. First of all, I think it should have been a ten. Yeah. yeah, it's not on that. It's not on. It really is harsh. <laughs> yeah, we had we had we had all the stuff. We had little we had little tomato uh, tomato ketchup from McDonald's. Yeah, from McDonald's. We had Jaffa cakes. Uh, we had Derryly Derryly triangles, and you can't you can't be a Derryly triangle, can you? Just oh. I, I I just eat them as they are. Yeah, yeah, there's no point doing anything else with them. It's sounding like a 10 for me. Not, I'm not going to lie. Well, oh, go on, go on. Definitely more. Yeah. Uh, pizza, I think. Yeah, there was pizzas, uh, breadsticks, breadsticks, carrots, and hummus, mayonnaise, probably not. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Like, when I was a kid, I used to only get a trifle and that was it. A trifle <laughs> and some pizza and that's all I had. But it sounds like I should have been a... Coming, coming around to your kind of parties, they sound much better. <laughs> but we were talking about Anton Deck just then. I mean, you two are quite the pair together. 
And obviously, Huey, you've you've got the uh, the little perform performer in yourself. Do you see either of you two going into TV or anything like that in the future? Because I was I was looking today, and Anton Deck they started when they were 14, 15. It's not it's not not long away for you guys. Well, that's only a couple of years, isn't it? And yeah. yes, yeah, so when I'm older, I want to I want to go into TV. Um, and, well, I think we both do, but uh, Freddie's also got football lined up as well. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so we, I, I really want to be TV when I grow up. Yeah, maybe, uh, Hugh, you can get started, do the single act, and then when Freddie's career's done and he's won all these awards and he's started mm-hmm. at Aki, but then moved to Burnley to, you know, a, pro- a proper ground and he's won all the awards, then he can transition to the match of the day role with you that sounds about right yeah yeah <laughs> brilliant i'll look out for it but so Hewitt, away from the awards which incredible you also had a big personal moment back in june when you returned to school uh, for the first time since the start of the pandemic and it was only i couldn't believe this it was only a week after you'd finished your intensive phase of chemo so how was it just to see all your friends in school again it must have been amazing um yeah it was it was really good so uh, i managed to get the last couple of weeks of primary school and obviously um, well I didn't go back full time uh, to begin with uh, so I did I think I did three days a week and then uh, I, I didn't actually do uh, full time in, in primary school at all but uh, over the summer I recovered and when I went to high school I was uh, I felt like I was ready to go back in uh, and do full-time. Brilliant, yeah, because you made the, the move to secondary school, haven't you, uh, this past summer? Which is, that's a big move. I remember I remember that. That was brilliant. Yeah, so um, um, I've got that at the end of the year because I'm a year younger than you, but uh, I'll be going to the same school as Hughes uh, at now next year. That would be nice because you didn't go to the same primary school, did you? So it'll be the, would it be the first time going to school together? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we didn't go to the same uh, nursery and went to different primary schools, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, uh, be troublemakers. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. You'll be more famous than the teachers. I think you'll be telling them what to do. Because otherwise, <laughs> you'll just be like, look, oh, miss, have you seen my Pride of Britain award? Looks really shiny, and I know KSI. So I think it sounds good to me that you'll be, you'll be running the school. And Huey, I, I read that the uh, is it, it's the engineering department of Burnley College have offered to make you a is it protection cover for your port, which for our listeners is the device under your skin where you receive the chemo? And it, how's that going? Is is that in development? How's that doing? Um, yeah, so it's actually uh, ready to be fitted. So we we want um, we're going to try and go um, we're going to try and go really soon to get it fitted and uh, make sure that it's um, make sure that it's like well, obviously it's going to be it's going to be really good. Yeah, um, what's what's it gonna what what is its impact gonna be? What's that real time? What's gonna what is it gonna do for you? Uh, so I uh, I love football and um, my court like it's if I if I get it bashed um, then it's it's not good and I have and if it comes out of place I have to have an operation to get it back um, put into place. Uh, so we just want to try and avoid that. Um, and this should uh, this should stop that from happening, so it protect it, and it's going to be really good, so I can play football games and things like that. Yeah, brilliant! You'll be a lot. You'll be able to be a lot more active, and 
yeah. as as we entered to earlier, the running's not stopping here. Am I right? So I'm going to give you the floor now to tell us about the next challenge that you've got in mind because I think it sounds incredible. Right. So it's links kind of with our last one. We are going to be doing 100k, but this time, rather than me running it, we're both going to do it. And so our idea is that we're going to try to run around all of the football grounds in the English Football League and the remaining uh, few we're going to do like in some significant grounds in sport. And so hopefully like an England game, um, at Wembley, um, cricket game, rugby, and all the different sports that we can think of. Yeah, so FA, FA Cup games and women's games. Yeah, we want to do want to do lots of stuff. So it's going, it's going to be it's going to be really good. Yeah, and you'll be able to take off the ninety-two grounds, won't you? I, I, how how many grounds have you been to so far between you? Um, Throw us some names out there where you've been to. Been to I've been to one really, I've been to yeah, one, yeah. Was it the one against Tottenham? Yeah, Burnley against Burnley against Tottenham. Is that Crestwood? Yeah. Or yeah. the equaliser? Yeah, I was there. That was brilliant. Yeah, I think it was one one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the one. Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, I've been, I've been to Arsenal, Liverpool, United, City, yeah, uh, yeah, Quinton, I've been to Huddersfield, yeah, uh, Bournemouth, Southampton. They're, they are long trips, yeah, yeah. We have we have friends down there, so whenever we go, we try and go to them again, um, yeah, we have they have been to. Quite a lot more. And when, when Burnley were in Europe, uh, I actually did Aberdeen. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a brilliant day, wasn't it? That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you never know. We might get there again soon, maybe in a friendly yeah. fixture, maybe, <laughs> other than <laughs> Europe. I don't, I don't think that's on the horizon just yet. And obviously, before we do wrap up, we've got three big Burnley fans on the podcast and we're on the non-ever podcast. We've got to talk about all things Burnley. So you guys, recently you were the guests of the uh, chairman for the Tottenham game, am I right? Yeah. Um, Shame about an- the snow. Yeah, annoyingly it got uh, cancelled due to snow because when we uh, went out for a couple of minutes to look at um, the pitch and one, it was really cold and two, whenever they cleared it, it was like straight back there. Yeah, they were, so they were they clearing it, then it, it was straight back there. Yeah, straight Within about 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, so. It sounds like you had a good day, though. You got to meet Nick Pope. Yeah. You had a good lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a great day, but it was just a shame that the game was called off. Yeah, I have no doubt you'll be back there again soon when there's, when there's an actual game going on. But what have you made of the start of the season? Because it's not been amazing. Yeah, we've not been playing great, but I, I think... I think we might. I think we might just bring it back because normally, um, normally after Christmas, that's when we have our, that's when we have our good spell of games, and um, that's when we bring it back. So I hope, I hope it's the same this year. Yeah, and we always do. We always do tend to have a run at some point, and I keep t- saying to the other guys on the podcast, "We're gonna have it. We're gonna have it," and it's it's not happened yet. So. They're laughing at me, but I'll be the one laughing in the end when we go eight unbeaten, win away at Manchester United, Leeds. We'll do them all. Be easy. But do you guys, I want it, my favourite player, Ben Me, 
Ashley Barnes. What about you guys? Um, yeah, I like Barnes and uh, Tarky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Tarky did something special for you guys, didn't he? Yeah, so um, when I was when I was having my treatment, uh, that was like the really intense bit as well. Yeah, I, I was on the really, really tough medicine at that time and I wasn't feeling well at all. Um, Tarky actually uh, came to our house. We, we lived uh, near GoPro. And so after training one day, he came up to our house and dropped his PlayStation 5 off. Yeah, so that, that was that was really good. But I, I, I think he's one of the star players in the team. Yeah, he's brilliant. It'd be such a shame if he goes at the end of the season, won't yeah. it? Yeah, hopefully he signs a contract. But if not, um, just thankful for what he's done for the club. Yeah. Yeah, he's been brilliant. And if he moves on, you know, it's I think it's with everyone's well wishes because he'll be going to a better club. There's no doubt about that. He's He's been superb. But I, see, I do find it funny that you just mentioned Gorefort because Huey... There's something that I've got to say to you, and this I was blown away when I found out last night. So a few years ago, right, me and my dad, we won this competition on Twitter through Daffabet when they sponsored us. And it was you could go to the t- training ground and have the tour of the training ground. Amazing. I'd never done it before. So we yeah. went a few years ago to a training ground and we're having this tour. And we get to we get to meet a couple of the players, get to watch them train, and we go to the inside bit. And where there's the big, there's the big open uh space in stores big yeah, training yeah. center we walked in and it didn't look like a training center there was all these like golf pitches set up and it, it had like golf flash everywhere now it turns out it was you they were setting up for am i right i i saw on twitter that you were you were there that day playing golf clash with some of the players my uncle at the player awards i think um mate uh but a day out for uh, me and him to go down to the training ground. That's so amazing. We, we were there at the exact same day because I remember going into uh, going into the uh, hall and thinking, "What's all this golf thing?" That was that was such a good day because we got we got to meet we got to meet players and we had a kick about with them and uh, yeah, it was that was really good it's so funny because I remember I remember watching people taking the kicks and I, I'm almost certain I must have watched you Huey having a, having a little kick around yeah here we are here it is oh that is brilliant the changing rooms that I, day that kit I, I love that away kit yeah I've, I've still got that kit I, I loved it yeah it was it was I the was that the season uh, where we beat it on the first game? We beat Chelsea, uh, Chelsea 3 2. Were yeah. you there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I was there. That was a good game. That's amazing because that, that was the first time I'd been to an away game on my own, was that Chelsea game. And it was uh, at half time when it was 3 0, and everyone was like mind blown because they were the champions. Yeah, it was that was that was a great game. Yeah, I, I, I do wish I still had that kit because unfortunately, so we were talking about music earlier. Um, I went to the Manchester Arena wearing that shirt going to see Cortinas and it was on the day that Manchester United were playing City and they wouldn't allow football shirts in and they literally took it off me and binned it. So unfortunately, I don't have mine anymore. So Huey, we'll have to see if yours, your dad fits mine and then I can, I can squeeze into one. <laughs> I, think, I think my dad's just said we have got a spare one. Amazing. See, the, the things <laughs> that the podcast brings people together because I've been thinking ever since I'm so 
was so disappointed because it was an amazing kit and some amazing memories at Chelsea. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a good kit. I love I that kit. So, final predictions for the season. I want, I want to get a place from both of you. Where are we going to finish? I think just above the relegation zone, 16. I'm saying 16th. 16th. Okay, I'll take that. I, I, I'll take that as anything above 18th and I'll take. Yeah, especially, yeah. especially at our low point at the moment. But, Freddie, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And I know our listeners are going to absolutely love this episode. But before we do sign off, I just, when I was looking last night and, and having a look through your Twitter pages, I saw this passage and you'll have heard this before, but I think our listeners will love it. And it's from a nurse from Ward 84, um, from Royal Manchester Children's Hospital, who wrote this about, about you kids who are, in, who are in the ward there. And I just think it's absolutely lovely. So, Listeners, this is from one of the nurses from Ward 84. Our children past and present on Ward 84 are our inspiration. They are the reason we come to work every day and work our hardest to make their days more bearable in the hope we can send them home to live the lives they deserve with their families. Ward 84 is a world many don't even know exists, but spending just an hour here would change your life. Seeing our children fighting day by day, the bravery that they have no other option but to show. Other kids wish for an iPhone, a holiday, a lifetime supply of chocolate, or some running shoes in Freddie's case. (laughs) Our kids just wish for their lives to be taken down, the chance to grow up, and a lifetime of health. Kids get cancer too, don't let them fight alone. And I think that is just absolutely beautiful and sums up the incredible spirit that Freddie, you have with Huey. Yeah, I think um, I think I know who that is. It, is it Stacey? So um, Stacey, it didn't say on. The, so I was hoping that you guys would know. Yeah. So rather than a nurse, it's from Stacey from Ward eighty four. So it's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. So that's um, my mum. My mum read that to me, and uh, yeah, that is what all the words there. What um, what she says are really true. If you if you spend some time on the ward, you will see. You will see, like, reality almost. It's, it's just, um, yeah, it's... Powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a horrible place, but it's a great place at the same time. Yeah, making the most of a bad situation. And yeah. I, think, I think if our, our listeners will have absolutely love this episode, so I think if they want to go and, and donate, and you've already raised an, an enormous amount of money, but we can get that even higher, especially when... The 92 grounds start getting ticked off and the uh, the other eight maybe will go to Wembley. Maybe even like a soccer aid match. I'm thinking Jordan North on the pitch, you running yeah. on the outside. That sounds like a plan, right? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. So maybe one of them will get some funds donated. So listeners of the non a Never podcast, if you search online for Huey and Fred- Freddie's Friendship Fund, it'll come up automatically, won't it? With your Just Giving page. Yeah. You'll be able to go on there and donate. And I, I think there's, there's no better time than to than now to get this kick started again for our non and ever listeners. And how long before you sort of thinking about doing this challenge? Um, really soon, really soon. As uh, soon as we could get it started, um, we're not gonna have like a time on it because we need to like know if Huey's gonna be in the hospital or anything like that, um, and when we could get into the grounds to run around but uh, as soon as we can start it we're gone yeah have you have you have you both been running together recently at all or are you still um, 
We've not we've not done a run together, but uh, not, not yet. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna practice it. We're gonna do a couple together. Yeah, brilliant. I think by the end of it, you'll be able to do it uh, with two legs tied together, each leg tied together, and you hobbling on both sides. Uh, I think that would make for quite a spectacle around Wembley. But just to sign off, Hewitt, with your brilliant smile that we're seeing on display right here and upbeat nature, you really did capture the hearts of not only our local community around Burnley, but let's be honest, the whole nation. And that is something that you should be incredibly proud of. It's been amazing to speak to you. And as for you, Freddie with that brilliant classic top on. I've got that just in my cupboard down here. There's something wonderful that I took from one of the clips that I saw last night, which was Sharon Stone said to Huey, and I know you didn't know Sharon Stone, but it was still amazing how she said, you don't need lots of good friends, you just need one. And Freddie, you're clearly the one for Huey. So thanks for all your hard work and the amazing support that you've given to Huey. And in turn, with all your fundraising to all the kids at Royal Manchester Children's Hospital, I can just tell you two are going to be friends for life and enjoying many a Benny and Hot together on the turf. <laughs> Come. Uh, so it's been a real big honour to have you on the podcast tonight. I would love to have you back on later down the line when you're busy running around grounds up and down the country. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely come on again. Yeah, it's been brilliant to have you on. And if, if you're not too yeah. busy whining and dining with Jordan North, you're welcome to come with me and have a drink in the Miners anytime you like. Yeah, definitely. When, when, we're old enough. when we're old enough. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. And you can, oh, we can, you can bring the slush puppies and then we'll have a real good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, brilliant. Thank, so thanks again for Freddie and Huey for coming on the podcast tonight. It's been absolutely amazing. And listeners, remember, just type in Freddie and Huey, Friendship Fund online, and you'll be able to find their Just Giving page. And it really is worth it. Not only did Freddie have his incredible challenge, 100 kilometres in 50 days, I mean, that's just bonkers, isn't it? But there's going to be another challenge coming up. And Huey's still... Huey, you've got your treatment. Oh, it's, on the ma- it's on the maintenance stage now, isn't it? So you're still, um, you're still going ahead with it and still cracking on. Yeah, so I've, I've actually been in today again. Um, I had uh, a lung picture this afternoon. Um, so, yeah, I've had that today. So I have that uh, every, every three months. So... Um, it's quite a rare occasion, but uh, it's, it's, it's all right. They put me, they put me to sleep, so it doesn't matter. Incredible. You've come on the podcast tonight and given more than an hour of your time, and we we're, we're really are grateful. It's been brilliant having you two, you two on, and we'll definitely speak to you again, am I right? Yeah, definitely. We'll come on again. Thank you, George. Thanks. No worries at all. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, as for the rest of the season, up the clarets, and uh, we'll start climbing that table. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll stay up this season. I think we will. Yeah. That's a brilliant note to end on. We're going to stay up. Huey says it. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. 
If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.